Hey, good morning, listeners. Welcome to our next episode of A Day in the Life of a Remote Team Member. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and business owners enjoy the same success that we've enjoyed by hiring our own remote team members. Our goal is to help you guys as business owners and entrepreneurs incorporate remote team members or otherwise known as virtual employees into your day-to-day business to free you up to focus on only the activities that you can do. And if you focus on that, help you give you opportunities to grow both personally and financially. Today, we have Paul Sinedhan. I hope I said that right. Paul works with our property management company, helping with uh, collections and rent payments and that kind of stuff. So, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, you got a little picture behind you. Is, is that a picture or is that drapes? Oh, those are drapes, curtains. curtains? Yes. Yeah. Cool. cool. Gotcha. <laughs> it's always fun to see what everybody has behind them. Um, <laughs> So we got the, the the office behind us or the, the main street, but um, give me a little background. Say, what, so what, you know, coming out of school, what all have you done? What's, what's kind of been your story? Yes, yeah, sure. So after I'm not a graduate, but uh, I started working in the BPO industry since 2007. And just like other Filipino call center agents, I've been through the... Uh, life of you know working in an office and I started there uh, my first call center was a uh, big telecommunications company and I started as a uh, technical representative and then I left that company as a team supervisor and then fast forward to 2016 so I've been in the BPO industry for like more than 10 years now mm-hmm. and uh, 2016, that's when I started doing home base. And I started with a startup property management company that's based in Detroit, Michigan. I was a junior property manager at that startup company. And I worked my way up as a operations head for collections and evictions um, department. And yeah, after that, I the company unfortunately got closed um, due to investor issues. Yeah, really sad. So I had to move forward, and uh, here I am with Crestcore. Is that the company that uh, kind of tangent? Is that the company that spent a ton on technology? Was that their yes. kind of their their claim to fame was going to be? They're going to technology the property management business. Yes. Yep. The, uh, what was the name of it? Or can you say? Is that all right? Sure. Uh, it's it's Castle. Castle. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I remember those guys. They, they hit the scene hot and heavy and uh, they, I think they, they uh, didn't realize how labor intensive the property management, how hands-on you have to be to be successful. I think that was the missing key. Um, and so they had a ton of money poured in. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So that's cool that you came from property management. So what made you, in 2007, you did it for, looks like, nine years kind of traveling to offices and that kind of stuff. Tell us what, what is that experience like? What is, what did it look like for those nine years, um, your day-to-day life? It was, uh, at that time it was, it was fine. I was good with it. But, um, after so many years, I, I, I found the traveling challenging. I found the, the spending of my time challenging because I had to spend more time at work and I had to spend time in traveling and especially with the money 
because you've got your friends, you've got your um, office mates, and you have to, you know, spend some money to be able to bond with them. But when mm -hmm. you're at home, it's just really different. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's the longest you had to travel for any of those jobs? I'm near to our um, call center hubs here, so just around uh, 15 minutes uh, okay. travel. Not bad. Okay. So you choose to live more kind of the hub of the city. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm okay. here around the city. <laughs> awesome. So when you left the, the kind of the traveling and going to an office, what was the catch? What was the, you know, so you went to work for a startup property management company, which, you know, is, is a risk in of itself, uh, just being a startup and that kind of thing. You never know how those are going to go. What made you say, all right, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to do this job, we'll get work from home and take a different path? What was kind of the, what was the draw? Well, at that time, the, the salary was really, it really looked good for me because okay. um, being in a call center, working in a call center, you know, your, your, your monthly salary gets deducted with the taxes and with all the other um, stuff that you need to pay every month. Mm -hmm. But when I started for that startup company, the money was really good. And uh, yeah, it's, it was just really far from what I've been receiving pay as a supervisor. And with that company, with that startup company, I was starting as a, as a junior um, property manager, but I was already earning way bigger. Mm. So it was really a greener field for me. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's cool. And then what, once you that path, um, what did you say, looking back on it, why did you, why would you say you liked that, that move, even though the company didn't work out or whatever, but what, what, what was it that you liked about being home-based versus the previous setup? So yes, as I've mentioned earlier, the time that I get to spend with my family, that's one thing, time I spend traveling to the office and the money that I get to save instead of, you know, spending it for other people, why not spend it for my family instead and just be at home, um, mm -hmm. have more time with the family, have more time for myself. And yeah, I got more time to relax. More time. Okay, cool, cool. So tell us, fast forward, I know Castle, you know, moved on and you came to work for us. What, um, uh, tell us what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. What's your day look like? As a uh, collections uh, administrator, what we mm -hmm. do every day, we make sure that tenants pay their rent every month. So I am a very organized person. I make sure that uh, I look into my timeline and I meet my deadlines when um, doing my tasks. So every month, every first of the month, we make sure that they pay their rent. We give mm -hmm. them five days grace period. And if they still don't pay, then we try again. Every Almost every week, we try to collect those monies. And if they don't pay, then we file for legal actions. And yeah, it's been a bit difficult during the pandemic because of the situation. But you know, um, we try to work hard with the tenants and work out with them, especially with um, pleasing the owners as well. So that's a great question. I'm on tangent for a minute because this this is my first time talking to you about this stuff. But like, what 
what has out of say 100 tenants how many would you say you know are claiming issues around covid and the plague or not the plague but the the pandemic and that kind of thing what what would you say is percentage wise how big an issue is this is what i'm trying to figure out it is it is because i am specifically tasked doing um, promise to pay arrangements every mm. month so i follow up with the tenants and see if they're able to pay or not, if they're able to follow through with their promises. And a lot of these tenants, I would say almost 50% would not be able to pay because of that excuse or that reason because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. So, yeah. It, so you must draw on the short straw, as we say in the States, to, to get the promise to pay people. That was, uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> indeed. Because uh, you're gonna hear right. every you're gonna hear every excuse in the book, you know, of the reasons why they cannot pay. Now, how do you? What are some of the th tactics you use to try to figure out if somebody's telling the truth or, quote, playing games? What What are some things that you might might look at or try to to hone in on? Yes, um, looking simply at their payment history, mm. and from the notes directly from the account if I would make sure and check if they had already multiple broken promises or their payment patterns, mm -hmm. you would see it on their history, it's not good. So if they're giving it as a reason and I see it from the their background that it's just an excuse, then we move forward with um, letting the owner know and move forward with um, necessary next steps like legal actions. But if I see that this tenant is really um, paying every month mm -hmm. on time and it's the first time that they've given that um, reason <clears throat> so yeah uh i we get to work with them and let the owner know about it if they're willing to work as well what uh what are some of the tactics that you use to try to help hold the tenants uh accountable what's what's some what's kind of your 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 mo your your process yes um because we I, I don't um, let them, I don't say directly, like it's a policy, it's, it's, mm. um, it's a policy, it's a company rule or something like that. But uh, I will always uh, put it in a positive way where, you know, let them understand that we sign a, a lease agreement where we are to pay, we are responsible to pay every first of the month. So if we do not follow on that, then mm. we sign an agreement where next steps, um, has to be done. So, gotcha. yeah, that's it. Okay. That's awesome. So tell me, um, you know, we'll wrap it up here with just tell me what, if you're, if you're an employer, we, we're having a lot of people inquiring now. I think that the, with a pandemic and people working from home, we're getting a lot more people asking and more curious about remote team members and, uh, having home-based employees. If you're an employer, what advice would you give to me? Say I'm, I'm looking to do it. I've never done it. What would you, what advice would you give to me to make sure that I'm successful? I will make you feel confident. I will make you feel comfortable with our processes. I will show you what we do in a daily basis and our timelines that we're able to meet it. And at the end of the day, they always say, we always say, you know, um, the scores or the results that we get, like our monthly percentage of how much we're able to collect. I will show that to the employer to make them see that even with the pandemic, we're still able to hit our goals. Mm. And what, 
and how if I'm say you're uh, a, a new new a new business and you're looking at hiring a remote team member that that you know and say it's around accounting or whatever it's just a whole different ball game but how would you make sure that that what would you tell that employer that they need to do with that RTM to make sure they're successful does that make sense what I'm saying like what are some guidance you would say like you know yes of course um, just I, I think uh, consistent uh, communication mm. with the employee that's really the key to making sure that you know everyone's happy and uh, yeah just communication and make sure that uh, at the end of the day no matter the the challenges uh, the the employer is able to also work out and 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 meet with you know, finding solutions to those challenges, if ever there are any challenges on the end of, uh, on the uh, employee's end. No, I love that. I think if, if there's one thing that uh, I've heard consistently is that consistent communication and feedback and, you know, I think you really get out of it what you put into it. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we have to be proactive as an employee. I just, I, I shouldn't just be waiting for mm. what's good to come. I should, you know, let the employee employer know what uh, things I need or what are my challenges, so that he would understand how to find solutions and make things work out for both. <laughs> I love that. I just wrote that down. I think, you know, if you're an employer looking to hire somebody, just looking for somebody that's going to be proactive because you guys, I've never even looked it up. I mean, how many thousands of miles away? You have any idea? 5,000, 6,000? I'm not sure. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have that number for the next episode. I've never looked it up, but so many miles away that, you know, you have to hire somebody that's over where you are that's going to be proactive, that's going to get engaged sure. and not just sit there and wait for to be told what to do. Um, you know, because we're all busy um, and we all get kind of tied up with different stuff. And so the more that somebody's proactive and kind of learns on their own, the better. But on the flip side, as an employer, you got to take that time to, to, to pour in and, 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 and to, to people like you, employees like you that, you know, that will help you further and get, get there faster, stronger, better, and, and more, more engaged employee. So. Anyway, well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, love to hear your story. Uh, can't believe you used to work for Castle. That's a pretty cool story in and of itself. So we'll have to catch up offline and hear more about that. But uh, thank you for this. And we'll post it in a couple of days and get it out to the masses to hear uh, what all you do. So thank sure you. Sure thing. Yeah, thanks for joining. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for all having right. me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>